Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Many Americans, perhaps most, despise people with whom they disagree. And the reason for that is primarily the media, both corporate and social. And you know I'm right. The vitriol that we hear and see every day is beyond anything ever experienced in this country. Now, the essential problem is money. So various corporations believe they can make money marketing a political point of view to a section of America which concurs with that point of view. So facts, fairness, perspective, gone. We want money and we're going to tell you what you want to hear. That is very, very different than When I was studying journalism at Boston University, you know, 40 years ago, I mean, it's just a stunning thing to watch over my lifetime of journalism. Anyway, these corporations run from the top down, which means if you dissent from the point of view you are being told to have, You can kiss your career goodbye. Okay? So I asked my staff to zero in on what is now the most liberal television operation in the United States of America, and that is NBC News, owned by Comcast. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. We begin with the CEO of Comcast. His name is Brian Roberts. 
He is 63 years old, a lifer at Comcast, been there 33 years, based in Philadelphia. Now, he runs the show, okay? He is the last word. It is not a democracy. If you study NBC News, there is only one visible Republican, and she doesn't have a real news job. Her name is Jenna Bush. She is the daughter of Bush the Younger, President Bush the Younger. They have a few other commentators that maybe are Republicans, but very, very few. The whole outfit, NBC News, is either liberal or agnostic. All right, they don't show what their hand. But certainly, NBC News' programming is left. A whole network is devoted to that, MSNBC. Okay, and I write about MSNBC in the column telling you exactly how they are trying to make money off division, in this case, racial division. Now, with CNN trying to pull back from the abyss, the ideological abyss, because the network got so damaged by its previous president, Jeff Zucker, And remember, CNN was sold, okay? So it it doesn't have what it used to have, which was the mandate to be left-wing and hate Trump. But the damage was so extensive there that they have pulled back. They're not in the middle. They're still left, but they're not nearly what NBC News is. So let's get back to Brian Roberts. His wife, Eileen, donated an astounding $152,000 to the Biden campaign in 2020. 152,000 to the Biden campaign. That's just unbelievable. Roberts himself has donated 76,000 to Democratic candidates since 2006 and 13,500 to Republican candidates. All right, in 2015, Roberts, uh, who is a buddy of Barack Obama, Um, attended uh, the state dinner for the Chinese president, Xi. Roberts has a home on Martha's Vineyard, okay, where the Obamas have a home, and they're buddies. They golf together, okay? Roberts threw a big party uh, fundraiser for the Obamas. And now here is the kicker. Comcast, which owns NBC News, is donating $100 million towards social justice to, quote, fight injustice and inequality against any race, ethnicity, gender identity, sexual orientation, or ability, unquote. $100 million from the Comcast Corporation. So there is no doubt that NBC News which answers to Brian Roberts, is going to take a liberal-slash-Democrat slant. Yet, do they say that? Does any media beside me report it? Have you heard it? Now, surely you've heard that Fox News is in the tank for Republicans. Surely you know that. Surely you know the management of Fox News has been attacked. And now it's every single day. NBC, have you heard any of that that I just told you? Any of it? 
No. Because the left protects its own. So most corporate media is left. Now you would say, okay, O'Reilly, well, why wouldn't they make more money, these corporations and the media, if they appeal to everybody? Well, you can't do that anymore. Americans who consume news, and that's not the majority, believe me. Most Americans don't know anything about the news. They're not interested. Okay, but the Americans who do pay attention to the news, all right, are divided. And many of them only go to media that tells them what they want to hear. So you can't make any money in the middle anymore. You just can't. Unless you pull off a stunning upset and have the, you know, break stories and investigative stuff. But nobody wants to do that because it's too expensive to do it. So anyway, when you have a powerful, powerful company like Comcast, remember, Comcast runs cable companies, cable outlets, all right? Um, and they are dramatically left-wing and, and favor the Democratic Party. I mean, come on, look at the numbers. The numbers are staggering. And no one knows this. You're living in a totalitarian world. What totalitarian regimes do is hide the truth from the people. If you knew all about this, please do me a favor. Write me a letter, bill at BillOReilly.com, email, and say, I knew all about Comcast, Brian Roberts, NBC News from this vehicle. This is how I learned it. I would really, really like to know. Because I don't believe it's ever been out there to this extent. And it is the biggest reason that we Americans now despise each other. Because we're divided into tribes. That's the column. All right? And um, there are more in the media, far more liberal tribes than conservative tribes. Although talk radio, to be fair, is dominated by conservatives. They tried the liberal angle and nobody listened. Never quite figured that out, but nobody listened. Um, so talk radio on uh, is, is right wing, conservative, Republican leaning. No doubt about that. But television, which has much, much more influence, national television than talk radio does, um, is dramatically left. Let's see, did I leave anything out here? I mean, I thought we did a pretty good job researching this. Um, and everything I told you is absolutely in stone true. There's no, I don't have to slant any of this. Facts are the facts. And, um, you know, you can do the whataboutism, and I know the left will do it. What about uh, Fox and uh, OAN and... Uh, Newsmax, I, it doesn't even come close. The money and the power don't come close to CBS, ABC, NBC, CNN. It's not even the same hemisphere. And that's why. Okay, and that's the memo. Biden has disappeared. We don't know where he is. But we do know where Corinne Jean-Pierre is giving her daily briefing. And she was asked about the awful fentanyl crisis in America. Roll the tape. 
because of the work that this president has done, because of what we've done specifically on fentanyl at the border, it's at historic lows, historic levels, uh, that we have been able to uh, record a number of personnel working to secure the border because of what we've been able to do. Seizing that fentanyl, uh, we've done it in a historic way. That's because of what this president has done. That's a total lie. Yeah, okay, they seized fentanyl in record amounts because record amounts are coming into the United States. So you'd have to. All right, so the, here's the truth, and the truth is very simple. There has been an 800% increase in fentanyl overdose deaths. Okay, 800%. <laughs> oh, no, this is historic. We're doing a great job. Where are we? You know, you just sit there with your mouth open, and you saw the woman earlier uh, this month uh, whose two sons died from fentanyl crying and saying, why, why do we have open borders? You saw it. But Jean-Pierre, I mean, at this point, she's incapable of telling the truth. Somebody can't do it. And, you know, I know she's being ordered not to tell the truth, but when, they, when you hear the word Fox News lies, just think about Corinne Jean-Pierre. Now, it's not a whataboutism. I don't do that. Okay? The king of whataboutism is Cuomo, and I'm going to be on News Nation tonight, 815 hit, I think it is. I want to talk about a lot of this stuff that we've just talked about here. He does a lot of whataboutism, Chris Cuomo. I try to get him out of that. You know, stay on the topic. It's not what about. But when you hear FNC lies, this, that, 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 you've got to think about the current administration and the left-wing corporate media. And just a Russian collusion thing alone, insane, insanely untrue. Okay, let me uh, give you a fast update on this uh, Mexico murder of two Americans. So, Sharid Woodward, 33, Zindel Brown, 28, killed by cartel members uh, in uh, Matamoros area in Mexico. Uh, two survived, Latavia McGee, mother of six, Eric James Williams, who was shot in the leg but uh, not life-threatening. They're back in the USA. A 24-year-old man who was guarding them just some kid, you know, low life. He's been arrested. Don't expect any cartel members to be arrested. It's Mexico. Okay, we've been over that and over that and over that. I'm going to get into that fairly heavy on News Nation tonight because people who watch News Nation, a lot of them don't watch me. So I'm going to get a little shock and awe tonight uh, on a Cuomo program. So joining us now from Mexico City is journalist Ana Paula Odorica. She is the host of the Brujula podcast and has been covering Mexico and the, and the cartels for about a dozen years. So I'm very pleased to speak with you and, and thank you for taking the time. Uh, anger against the Mexican government in the United States is growing because the perception here, and I believe this to be true, is that Obrador and the Mexico City officials cannot or will not control the cartels. Is that true? Well, I think it's true that there is anger in the United States and it's there is anger in Mexico also with what is going on. President Lopez Obrador 
claimed that his administration was going to deal better with uh, the cartels and with organized crime. And four years on, he has really nothing uh, pretty good to show on uh, this chapter. And on the contrary, what just happened in Matamoros is a signal, first of all, that things are not working. And second of all, that when U.S. citizens are involved, the government, with the help of the FBI and other intelligence institu institutions, uh, American institutions, when they are involved, things get solved. But there are hundreds of thousands of Mexicans that have disappeared and no, they, their families cannot claim the same efficiency of the Mexican authorities. Right. Now, 31 journalists have either been murdered or gone missing in the last two years. Are you fearful for your safety? I live in Mexico City. Uh, Mexico City is very different from uh, the reporting that my colleagues have to do in uh, the northern part of the country, especially in Tamaulipas. And I am not a specialist in organized crime. So those two things make me not be uh, a, a target for but, uh, the cartel. But, but there, are, there is no protection for journalists. I mean, if the cartel wants to kill you, you're gonna get killed. And as you said, the crime will probably not be solved. I, uh, you, when we have a guest, we pre-interview the guest. And one of the things that you told our producer was that the main source of revenue for the drug cartels isn't narcotics or people smuggling. It's extortion of the Mexico people, Mexican people themselves. Is that correct? It's an additional source of income for them. So many people in Mexico or many businesses in Mexico suffer a double taxing. You have to pay your taxes to the government, as you do in the U.S., but there are there is another taxing system that occurs within organized crime. If you have a small shop where you sell um, eggs, for example, the organized crime uh, uh, people will come to your store, to your shop, and ask for an extortion. And that is the same if you sell chicken or if and you that's, have And that's widespread all around the country that happens? No, it's focalized, but it is a growing source of revenue for, for organized crime and okay. a growing source of uh, threat for Mexicans. Do the Mexican people understand the fentanyl problem that it's killing hundreds of thousands of people? Do they understand it? Is it a big issue inside Mexico? Well, we, I mean, I, I am informed about what has gone in the United States. I understand uh, there are certain parts of the U.S. where fentanyl consumption is even stronger in the Midwest, for example, and uh, we understand that there is a consumption problem that probably is not caused entirely, I would say, it's not entirely caused by uh, what no, is No, I got it. The, the people who buy it are buy it, mm -hmm. but it's not the same problem in Mexico. You don't have a mass fentanyl death problem in Mexico right now. That's, I think we have a uh, a problem both in Mexico and in the United States. In the United States, you have a consumption problem. In, the, in Mexico, we have a production and exporting problem. And then we also import U.S. guns. 
So uh, it's a, I, that's why I think this is a, a problem that involves both our countries and both our countries need to take it seriously and to cooperate. And okay, what is happening right now is the opposite. It's hard to cooperate when many, many Mexican officials are on the take. They're taking bribes, you know, silver or blood. You either take the money or we kill you and your family. That's the cartel's philosophy. Just had a big conviction up here in Brooklyn of uh, the guy who was in charge of Mexican security for six years. And he smuggled and that narcotics. Was yeah. that was, he received a uh, condecoration from the U.S. government. So uh, that's well, why, we got that's why him. it's very important to do this cooperation, take it seriously, and understand the amount of money involved where people in Mexico and the U.S. need to uh, get their act together, not well, politicize. In the U.S., I think that most people want this to stop. In Mexico, I don't think that Obrador, and I don't know whether he's on the take or his people are on the take, but I don't, what I've seen of him, he is not going to take on the cartels. He is not going to do it, Anna. Last word. I think he is using a wrong strategy and he is not seeing the seriousness of what is going on. That's and impossible. And what happened in Matamoros, when he reacts and his government react the way they are reacting, it, all, it, all, it only furthers my view that he is not understanding the problem. How could you not understand 100,000 homicides in Mexico a year? You have to be able to understand that. So anyway, look, Anna, I want you to come back. I, I think he. I would think he would have to. Yeah, I would think so. That 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 would be. That's not hard to understand. I want you to come back. I'd like you to be our our, our Mexican reporter. You sound like a very honest woman. Um, it was very nice of you to help us out. If we can ever return the favor, you let us know, and and we'll have you back periodically if you have the time. Okay. Thank you so much, and sure. uh, thanks, speak. Let's go to the capital tapes. Um, I'm going to, I want to be very clear here. I don't want to be misquoted. I don't want people hysterical, but I'm going to walk through this. So as everybody knows, Speaker McCarthy gave Tucker Carlson all the tapes that were recorded on January 6th inside the Capitol. Carlson and his staff reviewed the tapes and last night decided to focus in on two matters, okay? The first was the case of Jacob Chansley, uh, otherwise known as QAnon Shaman, all right? Chansley from Arizona, a Navy vet, was sentenced to three and a half years in prison after pleading guilty to obstructing an official proceeding. So he broke into the Capitol when Congress was in session. That is a harsh sentence, three and a half years for that. So the videotape showed that uh, Chainsley just was meandering around the Capitol. He did enter illegally, as did all of the people you see, and that he was going into the chambers, but he was shadowed by Capitol police officers who actually were kind of escorting him around. Now, the Capitol Police say they were trying to de-intensify this whole 
riot because in other parts of the capital, there were, you know, furniture being smashed, windows smashed and all that. But for um, Mr. Chainsley, it just looks like he was just meandering around. I think that is true. We have investigated him and we can't find any destruction that he took part in. But he was there illegally. He did plead guilty to that and got three and a half years. Now, we called his lawyers. This is interesting. And said, look, on the basis of this new tape, did you see it? Did you have access to it when you were defending your client or advising him to plead guilty? They didn't call us back, which shows me that Chansley didn't have very good representation. Okay? Doesn't look like he had the money to hire a top flight lawyer. Any lawyer who was competent would have called us right back and explained, we didn't see it, we're going to file for uh, you know, another uh, plea, whatever it may be. But they blew us off. Okay, not good for Chansley. And he should know about it. I don't know, probably doesn't even know. The second thing, and this is the more serious uh, of the tape, was the death of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. Now, this has been used, all right, his death at age 42. It's been used to say that the people who broke into the Capitol killed him and others. All right. So first, I'm going to run down the sound bites here about people who said this, beginning with President Biden. Go. It breaks my heart. Breaks the heart of the nation to remember that you were assaulted by thousands of violent insurrectionists at the capital of the United States of America. Jill and I would never have thought we'd have to join you in the Capitol Rotunda, not once, but twice. Once to iron to honor Officer Brian Sicknick, who lost his life and a second time to honor Billy Evans, who lost his, defending the Capitol as well. And both of those statements are technically false. All right? Not that Biden cares. He doesn't. But they're false statements. However, remember one thing. People believe what they want to believe. Now, Brian Sicknick is on tape um, at the riot on January 6th, and he's directing traffic, all right? He did not die that day, and uh, he texted his brother right after the riot saying he had been pepper sprayed, but he was in good shape, okay? That night, he collapsed at the Capitol, went to the hospital, and he died, okay? He died, of strokes. Now, could the strokes, there he is walking there, could the strokes have been brought on by the stress of the Capitol riot? Yes, certainly. But the medical examiner, Dr. Francisco Diaz, said there was no evidence that Sicknick was injured or had an allergic reaction to the pepper spray or any other irritant. But you can make an argument but it's speculative, it's speculative, okay, that that ordeal for Officer Sicknick brought on the stroke. But you can't say that it happened, that it's a fact. You can't. 
because if you do, you're exploiting his death. Now, the other officer that President Biden referred to, Billy Evans, he died on April 2nd, 2021, months after the riot, okay? And he died because a guy rammed a car into him. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. A guy who was deranged outside the U.S. Capitol. Had nothing to do with the riot. Nothing. But those who want to exploit it Use Evans's death, like Attorney General Merrick Garland. Roll the tape. They demonstrated to all of us and to our country what true courage looks like. Their resolve, their sacrifice, and their bravery protected thousands of people working inside the Capitol that day. Five officers who responded selflessly to the attack on January 6th have since lost their lives. Yeah, but that had nothing to do with the attack on January 6th. Four of the police officers died by suicide. And one died of natural causes. So what's Garland doing up there? Linking it in. It's so blatantly dishonest. I, I, but this is the country that we live in. Finally, Liz Cheney. She didn't go on tape shrewd enough not to do that, but she did tweet something, and I'll read it to you. My deepest sympathies for the family of U.S. Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. Officer Sicknick was killed defending our Capitol from the violent mob on January 6th. That's not true. Okay? It might be true, but nobody could possibly prove it. Doesn't matter to Liz Cheney, does it? No. All these people had to do, Biden, Garland, Cheney, was tell the truth. The Capitol riot was bad enough. It was bad enough. And the tape shown by the Fox News Channel de-intensified how bad it was. Because the Fox editors, the producers, um, they took what what they wanted to take. 
They didn't show you the whole tape. They selectively took what they wanted to make points. Some of the points were valid, some were not. This wasn't some tourist excursion. This was a violent break-in. Doors, windows were smashed. People were out of control. And one was killed, Ashley Babbitt, by a police officer who was defending members of Congress who were in session. So to try to diminish that this wasn't a big deal, that's on the other side a lie. It was a big deal. It was appalling. But their leftists are trying to blame Trump above all and trying to whip up the American people that the demonstrators killed the police, which they did not. So it's a complicated situation, and the worst was Schumer. I'm not even going to show you this because he's so dishonest, this man. I mean, this guy, he and Biden, oh. So Schumer is trying to tie in this tape on uh, Fox News with the Dominion Law machine thing. Okay, this is what Schumer's trying to do. Beyond, beyond, beyond. All right, that is my assessment. If you disagree or you want to comment, bill at billoreilly.com, bill at billoreilly.com, name in town if you wish to opine. We will do an extensive segment tomorrow on your reaction. Anti-wokeness, woke attacks, Chris Rock, Netflix, go. So everybody's scared. Everybody full of you know? I'm, I'm in my old neighborhood the other day. I bumped into my, my good friend, Fred. Hadn't seen him in years. Hadn't seen him in years. Fred got a new job at AT&T, okay? So I'm like, hey, Fred, how's the job? And Fred's like, ooh, I love the job. It's a safe space. I feel seen. I feel heard. There's a lot of diversity. And I'm looking at him like, it's me. <laughs> What, you think I'm wearing a wire or some <laughs> What the f- you talking about safe space? Nigga, you did eight years for manslaughter. Ain't nobody safe around you. It's the beginning. The anti-woke backlash. Massachusetts. Some far-left people in Newburyport at uh, the northern uh, part of the state want to change the flag. Let's take a look at the Massachusetts flag, everyone. So they don't like um, the uh, depiction of a white hand grasping a colonial sword over the head of a Native American person. I don't know what that is. And then there is a slogan in Latin. Let me see if I can... Summon up my Latin and say petit placidam sub liberté quietem, which means she seeks by the sword a quiet place under liberty. This is the Massachusetts flag because liberty was forged in Massachusetts and in the United States by the sword. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. 
So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Okay. Now, you didn't like the African-American there. It's a, and the, the woman who's behind is Marianne Vesey. says, uh, um, the state seal supports the idea that white people are in charge of this world and that we have to subdue the Native American people. It's so woke, so crazy. Anyway, I hope they don't change the uh, Massachusetts flag, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Mayor Eric Adams, New York City, uh, he now says New Yorkers should not wear masks for COVID when going shopping. Go. Let's be clear. Some of these characters going into stores uh, that are wearing a mask, they're not doing it because they're afraid of the pandemic. They're doing it because they're afraid of the police. And we need to stop allowing them to exploit uh, the safety of the pandemic by wearing masks, committing crimes. You saw what happened over the weekend when an innocent a store owner was shot and killed. The mm-hmm. person had a hazmat suit on and a mask. He wasn't trying to protect himself from the pandemic. Okay, so now New York City was one of the worst with the masks, by the way, during COVID, awful. So now Adam's going, no, no, you can't wear the mask because we need to see all the shoplifters and burglars and uh, robbery and shakedown and whatever, okay? But so what, Mayor Adams? It's so the police arrest them. So you got them. So what? Nothing's going to happen to them. Because your DA won't prosecute shoplifting or petty larceny. No. So why? They should be able to go in, just cover it, and they should have a list. The, the shoplifters, just give it to the store manager and say, look, this is what I want. Just give it to me because I don't want to have to go in and steal it because nothing's going to happen to me either way. So rather than me creating chaos, just give me it. That's how bad it is in New York City. Let's go back to Afghanistan. Old story, but you should know this. So according to the Inspector General for Afghan Reconstruction, the United States left more than $7 billion of military equipment behind when it ran out of Afghanistan as soon as Biden became president. So we're talking uh, aircraft, almost a billion dollars worth of aircraft. Okay, 300,000 weapons, including night vision communications, biometric equipment, on and on and on and on. $7.2 billion Joe Biden abandoned when he ran out of Afghanistan. Believable. The, the man is just unbelievable. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. 
The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Smart life. So as I mentioned yesterday, uh, April, big renewal time for BillOReilly.com Premium and concierge members. So our goal is to make your membership that you pay for, but it's very, very moderate. We keep the prices down, but we want you to make a profit on it. So if you t- do take advantage of all the discounts we give premium and concierge members, because you have to buy gifts throughout the year, and we have a lot of gifts, good gifts. And if you re-up your membership or become a new premium or concierge member, we give you a free book, any free book you want, including Killing the Witches, which will be out in September. So if you do the math, if you calculate it up, your membership fee, you're going to get far more money in your pocket if you give gifts. And then the most important thing is every night I'm going to tell you the truth. Now, for millions of Americans, the truth doesn't matter any longer. They don't want to hear it. But you guys do. Or you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be watching me on television or listening to me on our 100 radio stations across the country. Okay? You have, that's it. That's what I'm selling. The truth. And I'm going to tell it to you whether it offends sensibilities or it doesn't. And I'll back it up. Now, you don't always have to agree with me. And I'm going to read a a letter segment where a lot of people don't agree with me. That's fine. That's fine. We love robust debate. Okay. But when I present something to you, I will back it up. So anyway, we hope you renew. We hope you become uh, a member. If you're not, it will enhance your life. The concierge program means if you have a personal problem in your life, you can tell it to me confidentially. You don't even have to give me your full name if you don't want to. Okay. And I will try to help you with that problem. And it's everywhere. I mean, I'm doing a lot of travel stuff now because people are traveling and they said, what about this? What about that? What about this? And I've been to 86 countries. I can kind of guide you. That alone, to have that kind of resource in your pocket, something goes wrong or you're confused about something, you need some guidance, that's worth way more than we're charging for concierge membership, in my humble opinion. So here's the final thought of the day. I don't watch The View. I'm too busy at that time. I got a couple of emails saying, hey, they're mentioning you, O'Reilly. They're talking about Fox News, slashing Fox News as usual, and your name came up. Go. But Bill wasn't a liar uh, in this sense. I'm, but I'm well, less concerned about Fox News. Because he was, he was saying to me, Sonny, push back, because I know you're going to. Like, he was okay with the counterpoint, and I appreciated that right. about him. Okay. So... Sonny Hostin worked for us, for Fox News, for a little while, and I had her on a factor, and I said, and she reported accurately. I said, don't, don't be afraid, just let me, let me know what you think, and we'll kick it around. But I appreciated her in the face of the uh, vicious Joyce Behar telling the truth, okay? <laughs> I don't have to lie about anything, and I never have. All right, I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'll put it in perspective, and I'll back it up. 
I don't, even when I was at ABC, CBS, Fox News, Inside Edition, all the national jobs that I had, never would I mislead, ever. It's just a code. And I, I think that's why I succeeded. So I appreciate Sonny Hassan doing that. Um, she's in an environment she knows that uh, doesn't care about the truth, would slash me for everything. And she stood up. I always liked her, by the way, when we, when he had her on uh, Fox News. I know she's a lefty and all that, but that's okay. I don't mind that. As long as a person is honest, that's all I require. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow.